0: Welcome to the Freedom Challenge Online with host and director of the Freedom Challenge, Tracy Doherty. Our mission is to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world.
1: freedom sisters tracy here with my amazing friend susan howard i am thrilled to have her joining the podcast for a four-part series on perseverance and her experience and interpretation of the peru freedom challenge in 2017 was that 2017 it
0: was oh my
1: goodness So if you've met Susan, you just know that you are in for a treat. Susan and I have been friends for a long time, personal friends, but also ministry partners, which is wonderful. So before we dive into some questions with Sue, I want to read a little bit more about who she is so you can fully appreciate what God has done through her life. So Susan Howard, along with her husband, Wayman Howard, who's also equally awesome, Is the co founder and leader of Love Defined Ministry. She is the co author of the book Inner Revelation, Outer Revolution, an international speaker, a co teacher of the transformative Love Defined message. I have personally been so impacted by that. Words that would describe Susan are powerful, passionate, and prophetic. Some of you have been on the other side of her powerful message when you came, Bryce Zion. Yes. 2018. Exactly. She's also the mom of four children and has two grandchildren. And she loves coffee and running and creating. If you've ever sat around her table or eaten her food, (laughs) it is delicious. So with that being said, Susan, what would you like to tell our listeners about you after I've already set you up with everything about you.
0: <laughs> oh, well, let me start by saying I'm grateful. Like, what an honor to be here. It's been such an honor to be a part of not only your life personally, Tracy, but Freedom Challenge. What an honor to serve together for the glory of God and the purpose of his kingdom, of setting lives free. Like, I'm definitely in the business of setting lives free in a emotional and spiritual way in my journey. But to walk with Freedom Sisters for the purpose of loving those who are enslaved was a powerful experience and journey for me. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm feeling at the moment. And that's um, why I'm here with you uh, to celebrate what God is doing and to pray for more.
1: Yes. So I'm thinking back to your why. Tell all of us a little bit about the why behind your yes to Machu Picchu.
0: Okay, so this is an interesting story, and I don't even know that I told you all about it because I had this small journey at the end of 2016. I had heard stories of people hiking through Peru, whether it be the Inca Trail or the Salkantay Trail, and they had climbed their way to Machu Picchu and the powerful experiences that they had. And I remember thinking way before we even discussed this, I'd love to do that one day. And so I think it was really precious of the Lord because, first of all, God knew the door for my heart to, number one, be beside you on such a powerful experience in your own personal life. But also then it it just matched what was in my heart, and that is God's heart to set people free. So he, in his amazing and beautiful way and his loving way in my life, took a dream that I had Mm. and joined it with my purpose. And we set out for Peru.
1: We set out for Peru. <laughs> Peru. And I'm thinking about a few humorous things before we dive into the meat of our conversation.
0: I'm if sure you, there's more than a few.
1: <laughs> there are so many. But the thing is, is that if you have met Susan, you know that she is a very beautiful statuesque woman. You are six foot. I am. Yeah. And so this <laughs> journey was um, her first time in a tent and a sleeping bag. Ever. Ever. In my life. And I'm having these memories at my house of us getting in our sleeping bags <laughs> and practicing getting in them. I mean, just, just humor us a little bit with some of the creature comfort situations that it took for you to say yes. Yes. The passion it was, the message of freedom. Yes. But then it also took you saying yes to training. Discomfort. Purchasing items. <laughs> thinking about sleeping in a tent in the rainforest. Yes. All of these things. So just chit chat with me a little bit about that. Let's reminisce.
0: So <laughs> I, I've never been one too long for camping in any way. I'm sad to say it because we actually had a lot of fun. But, and I love the fact that, by the way, just an aside, that when Tracy picked tent mates, she put me with another six foot <laughs> tall blonde woman and we fully filled out that little two man tent. What was I thinking? <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. You were thinking of ways to keep me warm, and I'm (laughs) totally fine with that. (laughs) We had the most amazing experience. Mm. But I will say, as I was getting ready, first of all, the reality is is sometimes when you go into something you don't know, you really need somebody who knows what they're doing. And so I became a favorite at REI. This isn't a plug for REI, (laughs) but that's just the reality. And um, I met a friend who continued to help me understand Um, what I needed, what I didn't need. But in the process, kept saying, you can do this. You totally can do this. And I remember the first time I slid into that sleeping bag here at your house, I thought, how am I going to do this and not freak out? These body bags, like it made me feel claustrophobic and all of that. And I dealt with that on the trails. But what made me say yes was I I really don't want to cater to fear. I don't want to um, worship comfort. I don't want to live my life afraid to do things that I haven't done before, especially if God's calling me to do them. And so I actually felt a lot of energy thinking that I was about to confront areas in my life that would probably feel uncomfortable. I didn't want to be bound by them.
1: That is all so good. I want you to tell us a little bit about the mask. So for those of you who don't know, Machu Picchu is very high elevation. It was in the se- was it in the sixteenth, seventeen? I think our
0: highest elevation was sixteen two. That's
1: folks, that is high. It's so, so high. So high. <laughs> and so those of us who don't have elevation around us have to go to extreme measures, which I really appreciate.
0: What you did? Yes. Would you tell <laughs> yes, everyone what you did? So what I did was buy a oxygen reducing mask. What I did was put on this black mask. My kids called me Darth Vader, and <laughs> I would go for a run, or we would go to places where we had to like hike small foothills or whatever we needed to do, and it helped my body learn to cope with a deprivation of oxygen. And it was a huge discipline to do that. It was a huge discipline to say, I'm going to do this on a regular basis. I don't care what people think. <laughs> I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna run with this ridiculous mask on. But I am telling you, I'm so grateful that I did. Yeah. It made a huge difference. It did.
1: Part of one of the things I love about Freedom Challenge is how much it impacts actually the family as they watch their, you know, wife or mom or friend. Actually embark on a journey like this, and I know your your children and your husband were impacted because they were like, "What happened to Mom? She's hey. sleeping in tents and going exactly. in the rainforest. What what is it? It's an alien invasion in her brain. Exactly. So just share a little bit about that."
0: I'm so thankful for my family, incredibly supportive. And as I was gathering more and more equipment and they were all looking at the things I was needing to purchase and prepare for, the words that I kept hearing is, I'm just so proud of you, Mom. Mm -hmm. I've never seen you do anything like this. I mean, my kids have seen me mm, do things that maybe I would consider facing some fears in my journeys, but really not like that. They knew I was about to kind of face an emotional Goliath for me, and that's what I kept hearing. We are really proud of you, yeah, it's exciting to watch you do this. Can't wait till you get back and I hear those stories, those yeah. sorts of things.
1: I love how things like this shape our whole families because we as women have such an opportunity to. Really create the environment of our home, the environment totally. of faith, the environment of making our prayers bigger than bless me and keep me safe. That's right. And you've lived a life like that. You've lived yeah. in other countries. You've yeah. you've put yourself in those kinds of positions. And we were out there, Susan. I mean, we were days yeah. without seeing anyone. That's right. Just our small team and it required emotional physical perseverance and really that's what I want to take time over these next four sessions to talk about and so talk a little bit about perseverance and what you experienced with freedom challenge and then again pulling it into our everyday life
0: yeah so you know there's one thing to get excited about doing something and I was I was incredibly excited I loved the whole aspect of I'm going to start something new. I'm going to go into something new. I'm going to take this challenge. I'm doing it for an amazing purpose. This purpose is alive in my heart. And it was very excited until you begin to hit the adversity. Mm. And I realized on those trails when it began to be difficult or oxygen was hard to come by or the nights were long that the Lord began to speak to me. And I almost felt an urgency rise up in me about equipping people to persevere. And it, it was like this beautiful interaction I had with the Holy Spirit on the trails where he would ask me, like, what are you feeling? What are you experiencing? And and I would think, I need to do this in my life every day. In fact, I'm doing these principles even today in, a, in hardship. And so um, I just felt a real presence of his, not only guidance, I, I felt the presence of his comfort every day, which was significant to me. But also just this place of guidance. Um, And as I experienced the truth about just the the power um, and capacity to persevere, we have maybe one in ourselves, but true perseverance we cannot do without the Holy Spirit. And I was beginning to really understand that.
1: Yeah, I remember there were times where we were walking such high elevation where it's like a, a step. A second almost, yes. you know, it's, yeah. it's such a slow pace. And yeah. in your mind, you're thinking, are we going to get there? What happens if we don't? I'm tired. You've got so many dynamics in that. And that is so much like how our life is. Sometimes we yeah. feel that God's pace is too slow or others' paces are too slow. Or we have to slow down totally. for other people.
0: All of that. And I remember this moment. We were doing a very long day. And we passed like three people at one point, and they're like, "You're almost there." And as we kept going and going and going, I'm thinking, "You guys are liars. <laughs> we're not." And I'm like, "It's easy to say we're almost almost there when you're on your way down." <laughs> yep. And so um, I just i I thought it's easy also to lose hope in hope. Yeah. And in the voice of other people and and God was saying, you know, just one moment at a time. And and let me speak to you, teach you and empower you.
1: Those false summits. You yes. Know, those fault summits yeah. where you're like mentally preparing. I'm done. Exactly. And you're not. <laughs> exactly. So are there a few scriptures that meant a lot to you as it had to do with perseverance and that you
0: could share with us? Totally. I was thinking when I left, the Lord spoke to me through Hebrews 10, verse 36, where it says, for you have need of perseverance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what's promised. And for me, that brings stirs so much energy within my life. So number one, we have need of perseverance. This is something we need to look at in our life. How, how do we do in this area? What do, we, what do we need to invite God into so that we grow in our capacity to persevere? But also with it, there is a great promise that as we do the will of God, that we actually receive what's been promised by the Father. And the other one in James 1, when it talks about counting it all joy, brothers, when you meet trials of various kind. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And it says, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him again. uh, You know, the more I read this, even today, the more I think, I really want men and women, and I love talking with women and help encouraging women understand what it is to actually persevere to the end, that the enemy has a great desire to keep us from our perseverance because with our perseverance comes promise. And there's a great urgency to say, I want to be one who does the will of the Father and perseveres to the end so I could receive the abundance of the kingdom in my life.
1: Wow. Perseverance produces the promise. Yes. And, you know, the thing about the Western culture and our church is that oftentimes we don't actually have a lot of suffering that we allow ourselves to enter into. Exactly. So when we can actually have an understanding of the biblical narrative, count it all joy, brothers and sisters, what is that producing in you? It really changes the way that we walk out our Christian life and sanctification and how seriously we take. Those moments in our lives, instead of, you know, just getting through them or going around them or numbing right. out in them, it's actually engaging with the purpose and intention of that. So
0: exactly. And we have to remember that we, we can't actually know where we are authentically until we have weight put on us. Right. I, I can, I only theorize how much I'm able to persevere until I hit a trial and that's what Machu Picchu was for me. I, I don't know how much weight I can carry. I don't know how much discomfort I can bear until I'm in discomfort. And this is where all of our ideologies, all of our dogma, it's like in, in our normal daily life, we can say, I'm, I'm this strong, or this is what I believe until we face trial. And then what we really believe begins to come out and where we really are begins to be understood and it's actually the mercy of god i consider it very merciful the lord to show us truth like this is where you are so that we know where to bring him into in our lives weak areas of weakness and pain or suffering that we don't know how to navigate so yeah trial is very important
1: and because of that our preparation really does matter so talk a little bit about that because oftentimes we are not intentional in
0: our everyday life. So yeah, the idea and understanding of preparation, the Lord began to speak to me before we even left, but he made it. He just confirmed that when we got there. You know, you've heard some of my story of preparation, running with the mask, getting the equipment that I needed. And the first thing I did was Google Google, Mm -hmm. Um, Peru, Machu Picchu, people's experiences, testimonies of the climb. And I didn't realize just how important it was until I got there. So we're nearly 40 women here in Peru, all of which we hope have prepared. And we recognized very early that those who came unprepared, there was a really deep sorrow and ultimately a, a lack of capacity to actually make the climb. It made me so sad. I had a lot of compassion. But the reality is, is that we were embarking on something difficult and there needed to be preparation. And immediately the Lord brought me to the scripture in Matthew when it was talking about the kingdom of heaven being like 10 virgins. And it just gave me this picture. So here are 10 virgins, all all of them claiming to be waiting for the return of the Savior, right, to return to the king. And they're waiting for him, the bridegroom, to come. And so I'm seeing us all here, all 40 women, saying, I'm here, ready to take this climb. But the reality is, when we hit the pressure of the climb, there were some that were not ready. And we see this, in essence, a warning in the scripture of God. says, here's 10 virgins waiting for the bridegroom, all saying that they're ready. And as he waited... In his coming back, they realized I don't actually have what I need. It says they looked at one another and said, I don't have enough oil to wait anymore. And so they're like, I need some of yours. And the others are like, You're going to have to go buy that oil yourself. And for me, it just hit me the reality that preparation, there's a price to pay for having what we need to persevere. And when we read this, This parable in the scriptures, you can see that what the women, what they needed, what the virgins needed was oil, which, as you dig into the scripture, very much is talking about the presence of God's spirit, the presence of who he is in our lives. And what it's showing us is that what we need to persevere is friendship with Jesus, Mm. is relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that requires a price, just like it required a price to discipline ourselves, to go out and work out and, and get ready for the climb and to purchase what we needed. So we all came and it looked like we were all ready, but we all actually weren't ready. And some never, ever finished and made the climb. And it was very sad. And it's a challenge for us today. There are things we, we, you know, scripture indicates, and it's really merciful that he does i mean it's almost alarming when he uses numbers like 10 said that they were waiting and 5 weren't ready or right he says he uses that sort of it says many will say to me on that day lord lord and he says i didn't know you so these are these are intriguing maybe provocative things to to hear from the word of god but i believe it's the mercy of god saying I am giving you what you need to prepare. I'm giving you clues to what you need to actually pay a price for in your life so that you're ready for the trials that are ahead. Because scripture says the enemy knows that his time is shortened. So we will walk into darker days. However, he will equip us to persevere if we pay a price to know him to be filled with his spirit, to be equipped with his presence. We have relationship. We know how to navigate our days. And it was so powerful to me to see that so plainly and so simply worked out. Those who didn't prepare didn't persevere. Yeah. I'm just reflecting back on that trip.
1: What What would you imagine would be um, in our heads in our own everyday walk that we don't see this life as preparation for what's coming. I mean, in this life and the life to come as well. I mean, exactly. this is, life is like a resume for exactly eternal life. Exactly right. Just right. speak mm. it a little bit into like what could be happening in our soul in that.
0: So I think it can be something, and obviously it's different for everybody. But I think for some, they just don't take it seriously. Like uh, life seems okay. I'm not. I'm not necessarily experiencing particular amount of stress at the moment, maybe a little, but I seem to be able to get through that on my own. And the Word of God has given us a clear instruction about what is to come, what we will be facing, and how we can walk with Him through it. He's equipped us fully. But how much of Him we receive is on us. How much we're ready and how much we go to Him, that's on me. And I think, number one, some um, can be afraid Like, I don't even want to look, I don't even want to look at how hard it might be. And in that way, not stir in myself the need to prepare. I think for some, it's fear. And I think for others, there is a level of entitlement, you know, this place or, or laziness, or I'll have what I need. I mean, I've always had what I needed and a sense that um, I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is because we've lost our desperation for the Lord. We've become very self-reliant. And when you hit real trial, you understand just how reliant you are on the Lord. I mean, when we hit the trails, that's when you find out exactly how ready you are, but by that point it's too late. Yeah. And and plain and simply some people just aren't in the word enough to understand. With, yeah, you know, what life's about, what we're living for, and that this is all ultimately not for my comfort, but for the glory of God. That's beautiful.
1: One of the things I love about Freedom Challenge, and you really tapped in here, is this ability to have like a living parable of the things of God. So it's like it's an immersion discipleship journey. And at times we do church rather than we are the church. We can lose sight of the importance of suffering and preparedness, just discipleship,
0: hundred growing
1: in the likeness of God. 100%. The actual disciplines that we take on, not to be approved by God, but just simply so we can make the journey well with
0: Him. Yes.
1: And so, what I love about Freedom Challenge is that we're actually—I mean, sometimes I think we're almost like manufacturing suffering a little bit, so a that little. people can understand that nothing good grows in a comfort zone. And when we're out of that and we have to look up for strength from the Lord, we have to draw upon the things that we actually train for or we put in ourselves. And then we have to look to one another as sisters to make it through. There's something really beautiful in that equation. And we certainly experience that. So before we wrap up today, is there anything (laughs) else that you would like to leave us with and i know we will continue this journey together but is there any closing words that you would have about preparation
0: yeah in closing one thing that struck me when when i was reading about the parable of the virgins and it was talking about how they trimmed their lamps what stuck out to me Was what they did was they cut that wick of their lamp. They took off of the wick anything that could not display the purity of God's glory in their life. So anything that displayed something other than the pure glory of God in their life. So I think what I would invite you to do is begin to say, Lord, what? What hinders me? What keeps me from this place of purely walking my life to glorify you? I just want to remind you that we're responsible to stir our own hunger for him. He is always there. He never leaves. He never forsakes us. But the amount of him that our lives are filled with, it depends on us. And so, you know, I think these two pieces of looking at our lives, not with shame or condemnation, but taking a critical look at our lives and say, what do I, what have I tolerated in my life that doesn't glorify the Lord? And I want to trim that off. I want to trim that in preparation and also to be filled with the presence of God and to stir in myself a hunger for more of him. I've, I've asked him personally for myself, Lord, I pray for a hunger that I can never saturate because I never want to stop longing for you. Yeah,
1: I really appreciate about you, Susan, as I know you have gone through some difficult things, even in the last uh, six months, Um, health issues and family things and various things, which um, we don't need to get into. But I have seen you activate with such beauty and poise the perseverance of the Lord and really staying steady in him. And it speaks such a huge message for all those that know you. You you teach all over the world. You're always somewhere giving the message of hope and freedom. And what I love so much about you is that you live exactly what you teach. Thank you. And as a friend and as a fellow laborer in the kingdom and as someone you've mentored me so much, I am so grateful for that. Thank you for sharing Um, We're continue this podcast with three more episodes with Susan Mm -hmm. Howard. She's going to continue talking about perseverance in Peru. Mm -hmm.
0: And there is so
1: much that we can learn from her journey and our own journeys in Christ. God bless you. Mm -hmm. And we will talk to you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge Online. For more information about what we do and how you can partner with us, check out our website, thefreedomchallenge.com, and you can follow us on Instagram, at theFCUSA.